Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock Podcast, the podcast about the beautiful club within the beautiful game. But unfortunately, our most recent result was certainly not beautiful uh, because on Tuesday night we went to Luton off the back of a nice win in the FA Cup at Bramall Lane at the weekend and at Kennel Road on Tuesday we were um, battered, to put it quite frankly. A 4-0 defeat, uh, which was an absolute disaster individual and collective performances were just not on it at all. The likes of Igor, who's recently come back from injury, of course, to be fair to him, uh, but also Buenanote, who's been rising up in quality and really finding his way in recent weeks, had an absolute mare. I believe, by all accounts, I wasn't there, but he gave the ball away for two of the goals. Um, and there were other bad performances elsewhere in the team as well. I think Danny Welbeck, Uh, didn't play well after having done so at the weekend and most disappointingly of all a very rare collector's item a poor performance from Pascal Gross the ever seemingly reliable Pascal Gross who just was not on his game at all and I think those collective elements made it a collectively bad result um, a disaster for the Albion this felt a lot like the Everton home game last season we have these anomaly results these strange, out-of-the-blue performances and results where we are just not on our game at all. We're playing massively below uh, our, our quality. Yes, we've got players missing, but that's true in most games. And the opposition, in this case Luton, were just on it. And by all accounts, from those that were there, most of my mates weren't, but I think a few were, they said that Luton were brilliant and thoroughly deserved not only the win, but the level of and the margin of victory as well. So fair play to them. Fair play in particular to Adebayo, who scored the hat-trick, including the goal, after only about 24 seconds. And they didn't even have to kick off, by the way. Uh, but anyway, yes, they scored in the first minute. They scored in the third minute. Um, and then they continued and proceeded to just, well, just outplay us for the whole of the game. Um, I think the game calmed down a fair bit in the rest of the first half after those first two goals from Adebayo and Ogbeni. But unfortunately, towards the end of the half, another defensive mistake, or another passing mistake, 
Adebayo was slipped in for his second. He scored it, 42nd minute, and he went on to complete his hat-trick in the 56th minute of the game. They also had two or three other goals disallowed. Um, support was fantastic from both sides. Fair play to Luton's fans. They made a lot of noise, and they are a partisan lot. And they were particularly fired up, of course, because their talisman and captain, Tom Lockyer, who has collapsed on the pitch twice in Luton Colours in recent times, the playoff last year and in a a Premier League game a few weeks ago, uh, he was returning to the stadium, at least publicly so, for the first time since that incident. And he was warmly received by both sets of supporters, which I'm glad to say from an Albion point of view. But unfortunately, from an Albion point of view, it was also a case of the extra inspiration that they probably didn't even need that fired them to their particularly good performance against us with our particularly bad performance. I haven't got an awful lot more to say about the matter really other than to say it's just one of those days, it's an anomaly, it'll happen, it will happen under De Zerbe. Um, It's another game in which we haven't scored which is a little bit alarming Um, but the one good thing out of this, the one positive is that our next match is Crystal Palace at the weekend, the rarity of a 3pm kickoff on a Saturday at the Amex. And we are expecting, and I, I think we need to have now, a reaction to that result. Also, the fact that Hodgson's Palace squeezed through with a fairly late winner in their home game with Sheffield United, having trailed in the match, um, has certainly given him a stay of execution if he was close to the sack. Um, I think a draw would have probably done that, so I'm quite annoyed he didn't get the draw. But the fact they've won... I just felt if they didn't win that game, they might do something against us. Now they've got that win, and now we've had the bad result we have. I think we're going to come out all guns blazing and win that match. I and a number of my friends as well have had the popular notion that we're going to thrash them. It's been overdue. We keep saying this will happen. This really did feel like the moment. With the reaction the Palace fans gave at Arsenal recently, the club is clearly in turmoil. They're clearly struggling in a number of ways. It felt like the perfect time to play them and having been thrashed by losing maybe even more so for that potential reaction we might get I'm hoping and I'm relying on us to get that Um, we really do need to bounce back anyway Um, some of our performances and all of our results recently have been disappointing to some degree or other in the Premier League notwithstanding decent FA Cup form and a number of goals in those in that competition but the Premier League we've had way 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 too many disappointing results, particularly home games and particularly draws at home. Uh, we're not going to list all the matches. You all know who they are. those games are. But we've got another game against a, what I consider a very inferior side in terms of the current team. And we need for once to make it pay. We need to win. And we need to win handsomely to get our goal difference back on track now, don't we, really? Bloody irritating uh, Tuesday night was. We need We need to bounce back from that. As I mentioned, we've got the rarity of a 3pm kickoff on a Saturday, which is rare in general. It's even rarer for it to be for a Crystal Palace match. So the rivalry continues, or the derby, or the rest of it that everyone keeps trying to call it. It's just Palace Brighton, Brighton Palace. And we're looking forward to coming back into form and into action. I've not been to most of the recent games, so I'm particularly looking forward to that from a both a football and social point of view. That's all I've got to say really on the Luton match, other than to say the Albion fans sounded in really good voice at the beginning of the game. It's a shame that the club, or the team, couldn't inspire them to stay noisy and it did in fact do the opposite. Um, So we've just got to put that to bed, put it behind us and Roberto De Zerbi and the Albion need to bounce back.
Now, in part three, we're going to talk about the transfer window. Of course, it closed on uh, Thursday, the 1st of February, 11pm, and we are going to discuss Albion signings. We didn't make any flagship signings on deadline day, but we did overall manage to bag five new players in one description or another, uh, one of whom is definitely for the first team, which is, of course, uh, Barco, who is currently engaged elsewhere with the Argentinian team trying to qualify for the Olympics, so the under-23s team. Um, but he'll be back sometime later this month, February. Uh, the others are really more for the future. I'll talk about them in a bit more detail in part three. But first of all, we've got part two. Part two is a bit of audio. It's about 16 minutes of a chat that we had after the uh, the main part of the event on Monday night, Monday night was a Seagulls over London event where we were absolutely delighted to welcome a genuine guest of honour and his wife, Peter Ward and his wife Jacqueline, came down to London, having been up in Derby for his dad's 90th birthday. He's over from Florida, of course, uh, Peter. And he came down to London before flying off the next day to meet up with a whole load of adoring fans uh, in a packed pub, the Duke of Sussex in Waterloo, a rather appropriately named pub, I think, for the event. And it was a fun time had by all. Peter, if anyone has ever met him before, or if they met him on Monday, in fact, uh, would would attest that he's a lovely guy. He's very uh, unassuming. He's very engaging. And his wife is lovely as well, Jacqueline. And we had a lovely time in their company. They stayed on to the end as well after most people had left to uh, enjoy a couple more drinks, of which we imbibed. And uh, he's a top fella. And we also recorded, as I said, about 15 or 16 minutes of uh, on-air chat as well. Uh, and that represents part two. So here that is. So yeah, so we're here at the um, Seagulls over London. We've had an absolutely fantastic night because we've been meeting a true legend of the club and he's standing right next to me now. Thank you. It's Mr. Peter Walls. Baldy, Yes, we're in a great... I'm very well, thank you. We are uh, over for a few days. Yeah. My dad was 90 on Saturday, that's why we were here. And then it was the opportunity to come to the Seagulls uh, over London and... Uh, I had a great evening. Yeah, it's been brilliant. The anecdotes, the stories, the impersonations of Brian Clough, of course. Well, and some new stuff I've not heard before as well, which is great. One or two things I'm not sure we should share, like the thing about the affair with a certain goalkeeper's uh, yeah, wife yeah. and that sort of stuff, but we'll leave those bits out. But it, it was great fun. And uh, we sh- we, there was a montage of eight minutes of your, your goals. And I've seen them all before, all those goals. And yet... Looking at them in in you know, microcosm, you really could belt the ball, didn't you, as well? You didn't just finish in style. You really whacked it most I, of the time. I enjoyed uh, scoring goals, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think today I could still score goals because you're looking at the field, the pitches that we played uh, on, like fucking farm. Excuse my friend. There weren't pitches, were they? Basically? No, there was farm fields, weren't they? Unreal. Swearing is fine, by the way. Feel free, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a great night tonight. Yeah. It was, uh, to meet all the Albion fans and, and just relive memories. Yeah. Um, I hope you felt the love. I mean, I hope you felt the love when you met Albion fans in the past. In pubs, oh, yes, stadiums, yes. you know, at they, events. You know, uh, it's amazing that they still love me. It, it's just, it's heartwarming, yeah. to be honest. And without being too 
two like blowing smoke up your ass, Dan. You asked an excellent question. You said, "How do you feel about?" I can't remember the exact words. How do you feel about the fact that fans are still singing your name, not only all around the country, but in Europe? And that's basically what's happening right now, isn't it? We're now going on trains in Amsterdam to. To, to massive away days and we're still singing about that because there's a sense of history and the past as well as the current time and, and as I've just said to Wardy I would lay a large amount of money on the fact that in 50 years time there will be no more iconic an Albion player than you are still for us right now I cannot imagine the games change people move clubs more often it's more about where's the money where am I going to win a trophy rather than I'm committed to this club and I, I I believe Thank in you. 50 years you'll still be the iconic Albion player. It's very nice to be that, you know, it's just... I saw a video of uh, in Amsterdam of the... He shot his goal. Yeah, yeah, but we don't have about them videos. Let's not talk about that. That's with the, that's with the windows, you know. <laughs> this is Dan H from the uh, NSK, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> we all have. Some of us cannot talk about it, though. In fact, all of us can't talk about it. <laughs> but no, yeah, you see, you see the video, what, the fans seeing the, yeah. seeing the songs. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's unreal. Have you I seen mean, the one uh, of them walking into canals? <laughs> no. <laughs> you probably don't want to see that. It was a sad moment for humanity. No, but it was no, quite funny. Yeah. No. One of the greatest things of that Amsterdam trip for me was um, Sam from the NSK said, let's book a canal trip. I was a bit, no, let's not bother. But we did, and we got onto this boat, and there were two people who weren't Albion fans who said to the captain, Oh, no, oh, no. no. they said to the captain, Can we come back for the next sailing? And he, yeah, of course you can. And he started off with all this. If you look to the left, you can see the cathedral of this. And look, within five minutes, he'd gone, Get some more beer out. And we spent an hour sailing around the canals of Amsterdam singing Albion songs. This is brilliant. This is ruining, ruining the days of this so many people. And we won. People. We yeah. won in Amsterdam. Yeah. We did, yeah. This is what happens. Because I watch like every game. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were saying on, on the chat, um, you know, the chat we had tonight, you're in America, you get all of the Premier League games. Oh, we get every game. And you, all the, 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 the I'm going to say 10 a.m., but it's 3 p.m. here. Yeah. You get all them games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get every game. I watch every Albion game. On your 70 inch TV. Hey? It's lucky you're not on the West Coast. Oh, I know. Eight hours. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. 70 inch TV, the wife tolerating you getting up early on the Saturday morning. Oh mornings. my God, she gets home. Does she make you breakfast there? No, I have to get me home. <laughs> she leave me alone. She did drop a little nugget in earlier. She was saying you, you, you won't let her in the kitchen when you cook it. Is that true? Are you, are you the cook true. I'm the chef. Oh, nice. Yeah. I do all the... F- yeah, That's I'm your speciality. Bad, actually. Yeah? I do everything. Yeah? Yeah. When can we come round? You can come round any time. <laughs> yeah, well, I do all the cooking. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's worth it. <laughs> When's the next one? Dan, Dan, you've just been... Well, I'm going tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. Too fucking early, by the way. Dan, you've been celebrating buying pizza, water, pint, and then also letting Peter Ward taste your pint of bitter to see That's what right. it tastes like. So you, you're, you're there already. You know, you're, uh, this is major stalking territory, isn't it, Peter? It's a bit worrying. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I don't mind. I just, like, like I said earlier on, when I was a kid, you were a lot taller. Thank you. I remember handing my autograph book up 
when, 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 when you were a kid, you were a lot shorter. That has to be said as well. You're six foot three now. You weren't then, were you? You were a little bit. I don't remember. No, probably not. No. I was taller. <laughs> I think I've shrunk. Yeah. People, uh, fans used to say, "I thought you were about six foot." <laughs> no, I'm not. Five eight. That's it. In the chat, you, you were saying your favourite goal was scoring against United. Yeah. You support your growing up. Your dad was a fan, all that stuff. But you've always loved. It's always oh, been about I'm, the Albion. I'm when, an Albion fan. When, if United yeah, play Brighton, it's all about I the want Albion. Brighton to win. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the only answer. It's the same with Glenn Murray, I think, as well. Actually, he's a United, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. I love Brighton. I mean, yeah. they're my heart. You know what I mean? It's, it's I love that. Can I, can I cut here, cut in here, and say earlier on when you were talking to us, there was a point when you were standing up and talking us through what you'd done. And you started to choke up and say, yeah, I'm no, getting emotional. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me emotional. I, I think, you really I think, were getting emotional, yeah. I think most of, I know I was, most of the audience were choking up with you. Because to see someone who is the iconic Albion player, who is so blue and white through his veins, who's still looking back on that amazing career. And still is that emotional about it. That that's a different era from what we're in now. And I think that the the Seagulls over London fans who are here tonight really appreciated that. Thank you. It was I do get yeah, yeah. I was I did get choked up a bit because I'm Brighton through and through. It's just it's just a great time of my life. Yeah. It's a pity you didn't score more. I know. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, he was a bit goal shy, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> as they say. No, um, I think I think the modern era. You've you've got a a lot of quality players all in the same team with equal status. I think now, and I think that is another element as to why you won't get that legend. And there's, no indi- there's no individual. You know in what my, I mean? Yeah. In my day, all the players we'd go to the pub together. Hmm. We'd be together yeah. and that's what made us on the field and the pitch was togetherness you know we're going to the you know, and, and, and it was just that we're all together everywhere whether we're for drink or whatever yeah yeah and I think it's a different era it's a different age obviously things change and you're not going to have it as it was before no but I think there's more of a personal connection with that era, the, your era. Oh, there is. There is. Yeah. Definitely. Although the, it's great watching them. Now, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, the football's insanely good, isn't it? Yeah. It's incredible. Brilliant. The way we attract, even even the Wolves game uh, the other day, where no, no. we didn't break them down. But you look at all the But they defended. Yeah, we had the ball. Very, very good team, yeah. aren't they? they yeah, defensively. They, and we got them in the cups. Yeah, all of the little intricate little passes, the tiny little passes, and the speed and the, t- the change of pace and the turns, it didn't lead anywhere because they're so fucking good. But I've got to say, you've got to admire it, haven't you? It was a tactical game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. When you say tactical, do you mean shit? <laughs> From an entertainment point of view, yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. There we go. But we're, we're a great team. I remember scoring a hat-trick at Wolves. You don't like trying to like play anyway. How, yes. how many out-tricks did he get? Right foot, left foot header. Well, it was that one. Yeah. It was, yeah. The perfect. Um, the, uh, You've had a few, the, Yeah, that Under was... the 21s. Yeah, I got four against Walsall, but that was lower division. 
I got three. I've got three a few times in the lower divisions, but in the top division, I only got one hat trick. I was at Wolves. Yeah. That's a good omen. Well, yeah. the thing was, are you available for the uh, fifth yeah, round of the yeah. FA Cup? Uh, <laughs> and the thing was with that one. When Trossard scored his hat trick at Liverpool, yeah, it was, was a cracker. article in the Argus oh, yeah. which somebody sent me. It, the only me, the only other hat tricks in the top division were me and Gordon Smith. Yeah. I remember it's a Coventry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now there's been Gordon yeah. Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope he's we keep him because I know he hates Gordon at the moment, but he's nine. He will. He's he going to be will. sensational. Isn't oh, it? yeah. I, don't I love think it. If we do sell him, not scoring in this many games doesn't drop his value at all because the potential is yeah. stratospheric. Yes, yeah. he's got that. What said, scares me is Liverpool. Yeah. Klopp's leaving. Deserving. I know they're on about. Uh, Lonzo going there, yeah. but I don't want to lose to Zerbi. Yeah, Not I don't yet. think I think Alonso will go there. Apparently, yeah, I do. There's, there's rumours he's got a clause in his contract. Um, they can leave if Real or Liverpool come in. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's interesting. Well, Klopp, Klopp will go to be German national team. Yeah, he will. I think. Which will be a good fit for him. Yeah. Because it, he can relax He's not a so bit, much. Yeah, still yeah. Do stuff. Not so much pressure. Yeah, yeah. I also think if we take a step back and look at when Potter left to Chelsea and every Albion fan's head dropped and went, where are we going to go now? Yes. And we got Deserby. Potter did a good job. But Deserve has come in and changed the attitude. Same defensive stuff, yeah. but going forward. And brought on the youngsters as well. Yeah, for real. But yeah. well, I, I trust in Tony Bloom that if if and when we do lose Deserve, he will have the oh, right Tony person. Tony Bloom's unreal. He knows what he's doing. He's a gambler, isn't he? You know what I mean? Incredible. Yeah, it's unreal. That's incredible. I was with, I got pictures, I could show you pictures in Atlanta. He's just, me and him, like. It was really nice that they got us in there with all the yeah 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 and with five of my friends from yeah Let, let's forget the fact we conceded two in the last five minutes or whatever it was <laughs> yeah no mind about that was great though the, the quality of that tournament but the, the what's it scored twice in that and I've never seen it is it a dingra yeah I've never seen it. Yeah. I thought, fuck it, how? Yeah, he's good. good. Great player. He's not so been playing lately. Is he injured? He's got injured, yeah. And then he's over at the AFCON. Oh, so he's, right. he's yeah, just yeah. come back to fitness and he came off the bench. And I don't know what's going on with that. It's a bit annoying. He's just come back from injury and he's playing in a major tournament. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wants yeah. to. I know, yeah. You can understand it. Yeah. But it's still a bit... Uh, I hate yeah. that, though. I mean, all yeah. these teams are losing players to... Yeah. African combinations an Asian cup yeah. and you've got the winter break which isn't a winter break because the cup, cup but, but again, someone, said, someone said the other day I don't know who it was no one complains about players saying I've got to play in the World Cup because the World Cup's always got a clear space in the schedule whereas because the Asian Cup and the AFCON are during the Premier League season yeah. people complain about it yeah. and, and so maybe they need to change when they schedule their yeah. tournaments yeah. Anyway, we, we better wrap all this up but before we do we were chatting earlier about Geordie Bryan and Robin say hello to them Peter how are you doing it's good to uh, probably see you again sometime 
we were chatting about them earlier. You remembered them, and um, and they listened to the pod. So, say hello to Brett as well. Say hello to Brett as well. We were talking about Brett earlier. What a lovely guy, the Caxton owner. Yeah, he's brilliant. Oh, Brett. Rent, rent. We go all the time. Is Brett there? Uh, no, 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 we're just doing our hey, recording. How about them twins? <laughs> yeah, the twins. They yeah. Had twins. <laughs> we this, know. This is Peter's other half, Jacqueline. Chatting away in the background. Jacqueline, let's bring you in quickly for the podcast. Yeah, we're doing a quick podcast. Come on, Jacqueline, come on. Hi. Just say hello. <laughs> How have you enjoyed tonight? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Yeah? Really? Yes. No, I, could, I, I mean, could probably tell the same stories because I know all the you stories. You probably do. But I mean, you've come over on a number of occasions and you've seen this. It must be almost like nauseating, sycophantic no. reaction to Pete. No? I, I'm just I'm trying to put words in your head to trick you there. Never, it didn't work, did it? Never, never. Do, do you wonder at why there's so much admiration? Oh, you've seen the football. You know what he's done, but... No, I know, yeah, I mean, you know... The connection. Are you surprised there's We've that connection? We've been together so long, I'm not surprised, and I just... I mean, it's like family. I, I don't... Yeah, he's just Peter, isn't he, to you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's just Peter to me, right. Yeah. People yeah. try to remind me of differently you know who he is. <laughs> I'm you, did like, admit, you did admit earlier on that his moustache got shorter and shorter. Yes, I am, I am... You modernised it, to quote. I have modernised his... Not to say I didn't love his mustache, because that was part of what made me fall in love, but... Um, it's true. <laughs> no, it's you true. You can never lose the tash, It's basically. true. Yeah. So if he shaved the tash off, would you divorce him? Uh, no. 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 Now, if he Excuse grew... Excuse me, I've had this tash since 1980. <laughs> no, if he grew a beard is where I would divorce yeah, him. Yeah, that's, that's overstepping oh, right. a line, isn't it? <laughs> ah! Yeah, my... look, look, look. No, There's three no, people shirking in the background now. Just my husband. I'm not married to you or you. Just my husband. <laughs> oh, right. That's fair enough. No, but you know, you, you, can pull, you can pull it off. But I can't. I, no, want, no, I like a baby face. And this is exactly why I wanted you on the podcast. Come on, <laughs> these kind of comments. That's been oh, brilliant. Well, Jacqueline, it's been a pleasure let's to have be you on. Fair, I didn't know I was on it. No, no. And that's, that makes it more spontaneous and better. Peter, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes. Fantastic. We'll get you back on in the future. So, Dan, we've got Peter and his dad in the background. Will, quick words. Um, uh, Well, it's been a fantastic evening. Yeah, hasn't it? It's been brilliant. David? Speedy, that's a quick one. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I thought it was good as well. Yeah. Yeah. Kirsty, you enjoying it? Wonderful evening, as always. And and what a great guest and a a legend. Exactly. A real, genuine, true overwhelming overriding legend it's been fantastic Tony do you enjoy it as well very much so yeah really excellent evening um, you know great to have Peter and his wife Jacqueline here yeah um, great great experience yeah um, really really good it's been superb and the final word I'm going to get Peter to say up the album in a minute so yeah. say up the album in a minute here we go right so stand or fall up the album yeah so thank you very much there to peter ward for giving us a bit of time at the end of the event to chat to us for the podcast as well there and also to jacqueline his wife we also heard there from dan h who was uh, who's been on the pod before making his second appearance uh he was the other main guy chatting away there in that segment and there was a little brief cameo also from will smith no not that one and from kirsty and tony um so thanks to everyone for turning up at that event as well and having a great old time making it a really fantastic experience 
Jones. Uh, we loved it. It was superb. Um, and that is a legend of the past. We wonder who the legends of the future will be. Well, we've been signing with the future in mind in the transfer window. It closed yesterday, as I record this. That's Thursday, the 1st of February. Um, we'd already signed Barco, of course. The exciting red-headed flea, as Tim Vickery calls him. Left-sided midfielder, flexible in positions, can play elsewhere, can tackle, going to be a great prospect. We'll see him later in February. We already know about him. Signed for about £9 million, I think it is, including potential add-ons. Fantastic bargain, another exciting prospect, and curiously, another red-headed Argentinian. I think we seem to be carving a little niche there, don't we, after uh, uh, the Alexis McAllister kind of Gaelic connection as well. What we have done since, of course, we signed an exciting young prospect in young Doyle from uh, Southampton. He's joined, I think, a few days ago now, and Southampton fans weren't happy about that, which is, of course, a good sign from our point of view. We then signed Stephen Hall, a young Australian goalkeeper, complete with a mullet. Not so impressed with that and the general resurgence of mullets in the modern era. Never mind, but I'm sure a good goalkeeper and we'll wait to see how he does. Of course, those two are for the future. A couple of other players we've signed, though, on transfer deadline day for the future, but possibly the immediate future. They might get small little peripheral parts to play. Who knows? Is um, a young lad called Kalen Vickers, who's signed from Reading. Uh, it's an undisclosed fee as far as we know. He's 19 years old. He signed on a three-and-a-half-year contract, uh, which will see him, as according to reports, initially link up with the Brighton Under-21 squad, which makes sense, although it should be mentioned that he has made 14 senior appearances and has scored goals for yeah, the club he's just joined us from, Reading. They're in turmoil, of course, a lot of problems for the League One strugglers at the moment, and they are looking on on for relegation to League Two. However, League One experience already had half a season. That's great. He looks a, a decent young lad. He's an attacking player, and he certainly knows where the net is. Um, a striker with some real promise, and we've got some of those on our books already, but we could do with more, and we're delighted to have him on board. Welcome to the club, uh, Kalen. Um, just just quoting from head coach um, Shannon Ruth, uh, for the 21s that is, head coach, he said, Kalen has a, had an impressive season, making his professional debut and scoring his first league goal. He's combined exposure to League One football along with impressive performances in Premier League Two, which is of course the under-21s tw- uh, under league. Um, we're excited to work with him and in our environment we're confident that he will continue to develop and flourish. Um, Well, that's one signing we've got. Another one, which is uh, also very well received, is a young Sunderland player. It's a guy called, uh, I think it's Josh Robertson. Let's double check. Yes, Josh Robertson. Um, Now, he's been playing, um, obviously, for Sunderland. He's uh, he's been confirmed as signing for us on transfer deadline day, again for undisclosed terms. Similar age to Vickers. He's slightly younger. He's 18 years old. he also has signed a three-and-a-half-year contract, same as Vickers, and he too will join the Seagulls under-21 squad for the time being. Um, again, you know, good news for us. He's a midfielder, um, a very highly rated prospect. Um, and Ruth, uh, Shannon Ruth, just quoting from him again, he said on the subject of Robertson that 
We are delighted to welcome Josh to the club and we're looking forward to working with him. He's had a really good education with Sunderland, which was rewarded with his Premier League 2 debut earlier this season. He's demonstrated his ability to play in a variety of attacking roles while also showing his goal-scoring threat. We believe he will fit in well with our style of play, which will also allow him to show his strengths. He will join our under-21 squad and we are excited to see how he progresses in our environment. So that's um, that's the quote there from Shannon Ruth. Obviously delighted uh, to get him on board as well. So that's Josh Robertson and Kaylin Vickers joining us. Of course, we've had young Mazilu uh, formally confirmed as well, a, pl- a player that we'd already effectively tied up, but we just formalised the transfer. He's, um, he's now on the books as well. So Mazilu, Robertson, Vickers... Barco, who's for the first team, Hall, the goalkeeper. Those are the main signings that have come in in this window. Quite a few have come back from loans and gone back out on loan. Um, But also, uh, one of the young players that's broken into the first team squad a little bit and has even made his debut as a late sub in a couple of games uh, in the Cup, I think it was, is uh, is Jack Hinchy. Now, um, he's joined Shrewsbury Town on loan. That was also a, a transfer deadline day uh, arrangement. He's a midfielder, of course. He's joined League One Shrewsbury until the end of the season. He's 21 years old. He made two first-team appearances for the Seagulls, including that sub-appearance in the FA Cup third-round win over Stoke City, a game I was at. Um, he was also named on the bench for Brighton's Europa League wins against Ake Athens and Marseille. Brighton Technical Director David Weir said, this is a great opportunity for Jack to be involved regularly in senior first-team environments and hopefully he'll get his chance to play a part in Shrewsbury, uh, for Shrewsbury sorry, in the second half of the season. As our under-21s captain, he's been really important in the team that reached the quarter-finals of the EFL Trophy. Now it's about taking that next step in his development pathway. Incidentally, un- unfortunately, the under-21s lost 4-1 to Wickham Wanderers in that EFL Trophy uh, quarter-final slash southern semi-final. So... Disappointing for us uh, in that regard. But anyway, that's that. Um, I know Ed Turns has gone out on another loan. I can't remember where he's gone to. Much more significantly, of course, a few days ago, Jeremy Sarmiento was uh, withdrawn from his loan uh, at West Bromwich Albion and then joined another championship side, Ipswich. He'd already scored a crucial goal in the league game very soon into signing for them. It was also him that I've, I'm not sure if I mentioned when we were talking about cup upsets uh, on the last podcast, but it was him that scored the equaliser in the what turned out to be cup set as Ipswich were beaten at home by Maidstone. We've also loaned out defender in Mari Samuels. He's gone to League One Fleetwood Town on loan for the rest of the season. Shannon Roof said of him, this is a great first senior loan for Imari. He has produced some excellent performances for the under-21s this season and gained valuable experience training with the first-team squad as well. We're looking forward to seeing how he progresses in a senior environment at Fleetwood and we wish him all the best for the remainder of the season. He looks uh, an interesting prospect, actually, doesn't it? Um, he's only just turned 21, actually, celebrated that birthday, um, or sorry, celebrates that birthday on Tuesday of next week. Um, we signed him, of course, from Reading, same place we've just signed Vickers from, uh, in 2002. He's played 19 Premier League 2 games uh, last season. He was named in the first-team squad for the first time in his career last May for the Premier League game against Newcastle. 
Um, he's been a regular for the under-21s this season, making eight Premier League Two appearances and played four times in the club's run to the quarterfinals of the Bristol Street Motors Trophy, as I know it's the EFL Trophy. Um, so yes, he's uh, certainly been involved and that's uh, good to see him. Good luck to him on his loan. I mentioned I couldn't remember where Ed Turns has uh, moved to on loan. That's just come to me. It was um, with Crewe which is a good signing, uh, I think, there. He's in League 2 with Crew. They're, they're a product, productive, proactive, attacking team. I think the style will suit him well. They're, you know, a decent side. He's had some good loan spells already, and I think this might be another one. Uh, really good prospect. I like the player. I think he's got potential. Um, he was on loan at Leighton Orient. He was recalled from that loan spell, and then, of course, uh, has now moved to Crew. Um, I think that was organised in the last couple of days as well. Um, he made 17 appearances in all competitions this season for Orient, having helped them to promotion during the second half of last season. So it was his second loan spell with the O's. Um, pathway development manager Gordon Greer um, spoke about him. He said Ed enjoyed a really good 2023 with Leighton Orient, playing his part in their promotion, but he hasn't featured in recent months. At, edge, uh, at Ed's stage in his career... It's important that he's played regularly, uh, regular first-team football and we hope to see him get that with Crew. We will monitor his progress closely. Or turns progress through the Albion Academy, having joined as a 14-year-old, going on to make his first-team debut for us in the EFL Cup win over Swansea City in September 2021. That's uh, from info on the Albion's website. However, two other bits of news that came out on transfer deadline day itself. One is to do with transfers. The other one isn't to do with transfers, curiously. I'll start with uh, the other main loan spell just to get that one uh, covered. First of all, Mahmoud Dahoud, who we signed, of course, on a free in the summer and who we have a, uh, a have on a, a contract. Um, he uh, started quite well, looked promising, maybe wasn't quite hitting all of the notes, but was looking like he was going to be a good addition to the team. When he got sent off in that match against Sheffield United at the Amex, uh, obviously he got a suspension, but he, he never really seemed to come back into the equation properly. And in the fleeting glances we saw of him thereafter, he wasn't really doing much. It hasn't really worked out for him with the Albion so far, and it does sound as if his time with us may be over. Uh, he's a German international, of course, um, so you know it's a bit of a shame overall with his flair and his silky skills um, that he couldn't have made the grade for us. But the midfielder has joined Bundesliga side VFP Stuttgart on loan until the end of this campaign. Um, the Albion website reports that the 28-year-old German joined Albion in June last year from Borussia Dortmund and has made 14 appearances in all competitions for the club. Uh, technical director David Weir, being quoted on the website, said, This is a good move for, uh, for Mahmoud. It will give him an opportunity to play regularly for a side doing very well towards the top of the Bundesliga. We wish him well for the rest of the campaign. And uh, he will be reunited in Stuttgart with fellow Albion loanee Denise Undav, who has had a good season, actually. He scored 12 goals for the Bundesliga outfit so far this season. Uh, I say reunited, or rather the club website says reunited. That's sort of like a tenuously so. And I don't think they've actually played together in competitive action. But nonetheless, you know, uh, good news uh, to get him some game time. There is the possibility of a £9 million uh, sale at the end of this loan, uh, according to reports elsewhere. So 
we could make a good profit on him regardless of it not working out as a uh, transfer in the footballing sense and by the way good news uh, elsewhere is that Ansu Fati may be able to have a part to play at the weekend against Palace um, it's being mentioned on the club website that he could be back and on the bench but Milner James Milner is out and one footnote to the Luton game he picked up an injury uh, which has kept him out for the weekend uh, Joao also was struggling with something we're hoping uh, that's not too bad. He, I think, jarred his knee, but we'll see what happens in the end with that one. Um, but yeah, the other bit of our news that came out on transfer deadline day, and it very much is not transfer news. Um, it is the news, and it was a bit of a shock to me actually. Um, some people claiming not so for themselves that Melissa Phillips, the women's first team head coach, has left the club with immediate effect. Um, Bit of a surprise, Mikey Harris, uh, with uh, the support of Owen Fisher, will take over interim charge of the team. Um, Melissa seemed to have made improvements to the team. I thought we were still struggling, but I think there was a lot of actual uh, work to be done to turn us around from where we were. We were really going in the wrong direction. I'm not sure we've done so badly. Uh, it came off the back of a 3-0 defeat against Chelsea. Chelsea are one of the best teams in Europe. We uh, went head-to-head with them and matched them pretty well in the first half um, with a 0-0 scoreline. Second half, they just got the better of us. We've had some other disappointing results, it must be said, and we are a bit closer to the danger zone than we would like. But it is a small league. There's only 12 teams. There isn't much scope for failure or for going slightly wrong and still having a reasonable season in this division. So it seems a bit tough, but it seems as if they've made a decisive move for another change. There's a bit too much managerial change, isn't there, really, in the uh, for the for the head coach role for the women's team. I'm not quite sure what the problem is there. But clearly the Albion felt they needed to make another move. Uh, the Albion Club website reported it as thus. Melissa Red, uh, sorry, Melissa Phillips has left her position as women's head coach with immediate effect. Mikey Harris, supported by Owen Fisher, will take interim charge for the foreseeable future, supported by the current women's first team technical staff. Technical director David Weir said, This is not a decision which has been taken lightly, but we feel it is vital for the progress that we want to see in the Women's Super League. We have invested heavily in the women's squad and infrastructure going into this season, and results and performances have not been at the level we had expected, given that investment. We would like to thank Melissa for her efforts, and on behalf of everyone at the club, we wish her well for the future. Uh, well, the uh, report goes on to quote women's managing director, Zoe Johnson, who we had at Seagulls Over London a few weeks ago. Uh, she said, I would like to echo David's words of thanks and wish Melissa well moving forward. The immediate priority is upcoming WSL, Conti Cup and FA Cup matches against Manchester United this Sunday and Aston Villa and Wolves the following week, while also beginning the search for a permanent head coach. Mikey is a UEFA pro license coach and moves across from the men's academy where he has worked with the under-21s and the under-18s teams. He has previously worked as under-18s head coach with Albion in his previous spell with the club. He has also been under-18s manager with Portsmouth and Southampton and assistant manager with England's under-18s as well as managing Salisbury City men's team in 2013-2014. Owen uh, also moves from one of uh, over from the academy where he became a goalkeeping coach in 2017 before making the step up to the under 21s in 2021. 
He has also worked with the women's first team as goalkeeping coach in an interim capacity. So that's the other big bit of news. Uh, yeah, worrying times that there's a few changes, but clearly the word from the club there, according to their official statement, particularly from David Weir there, is that the extra investment that we've been putting into uh, the first team resource uh, for the club hasn't matched uh improvements expected on the field in other words results haven't been as good as they were hoping for the extra money spent on the team so disappointing to see a change being needed there but we wish uh, Mikey Harris the best of luck in the short term I wonder actually if he might get the gig for the rest of the season the wording there just seems to imply that might be a possibility Um, I guess that depends on what candidates are available and willing to come to us. Uh, But yeah, a bit of a shame that Melissa Phillips has not worked out. Um, As for the transfer window in general, going back to that, well, there's one or two other loans I think we might have missed uh, that have gone out as well. Uh, A lot of our 21s getting some vital experience, which is good to see. Um, The overall transfer window, it's been very quiet. There hasn't been a great deal going on. One of the biggest signings was Adam Wharton, who um, Palace have signed for about 20 mil from Blackburn, an exciting prospect for them, it seems. A defensive midfielder who's pulling up trees and apparently getting a lot of good ratings in the general world of punditry. Um, I've not had much experience of seeing him play, to be honest. Fleeting glances only, so can't really comment. Um, Really hope that we're not... uh, Missing out on somebody that could have fitted a bill for us. Um, that's been posed by a few of my friends um, in terms of who we may have got in. The worry for us, of course, is that since Caicedo's departure, Carlos Baliba hasn't really stepped on after one brief, earlier, decent spell in the first team. It clearly seems that he's not quite hitting the notes that uh, Roberto De Zerbi likes to hear. Uh, so I'm not sure. If we're, li- we're a little bit lacking in that department. That's the one area where I'm a bit disappointed we haven't increased our strength. We have got players gradually coming back from injury. Obviously, Eagle's back in the equation. As I mentioned just now, Fatty's coming back into the equation. Purvis is back, although he may have had a slight setback. We're not sure. Um, but we do... We do need to really step on in this second half of the season. A lot of games coming up in the near future. Uh, not least, of course, is that Palace match. That's next up on the equation. We will probably do a match day special, if not a review episode. That will be our next episode. Until then, thank you for listening. As always, stand or fall up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.